He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Okay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Thrilled to have this man uh, because this book is uh, is something that everyone must get. Anyone who's uh, in, interested in true crime, but uh, major true crimes, and, and when we talk about um, the, the, the biggie of all big, uh, and that's the JFK assassination case, and the book that everyone must get is Suppressing the Truth in Dallas, Conspiracies, Conspiracy Cover-Up, and international complications in the JFK assassination case. Charles Brandt, Charlie Brandt, is our very special guest, and he's the author of this wonderful book, and uh, he knows a little something about investigations, uh, a former police officer, and, um, and you know, and, and worked in Dallas, and uh, and I just found out he's uh, he's got some New York roots here. So thrilled to have him either way. Uh, Charlie, how are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, it, it must feel good to finally have this out, uh, and and you having. Oh, you took yeah. the, you took you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I've been feeling nothing but good about having finally having it out. Yeah, how long in the on making? It five years. Oh, five years! Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. F- five years uh, in the making, and finally it's out, and everybody's raving about it. Uh, well, it, there. You would think that there, everything that there needs to be said about JFK, somebody said somewhere, but not true. Uh, we're, what we're getting from not you, and, and especially, I know people that are expert, uh, well, think they're, they're experts on this case, and they're talking about your book like this is it. This is the, this is the real deal. Give us an overview of, of what you're, uh, and again, we want people to buy the book, but give us an overbook of what's, uh, over, overview of what's in this book. And, and what's different about this book? Well, what's different about it is that it started out, I was working on another book with the biography of, of Mafia hitman Frank the Irishman Sheeran, which was made into a movie yep. by Scorsese, De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, and, and me. I worked on that movie. Great movie. <laughs> in Manhattan, uh, called uh, The Irishman. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I thought. Well, I I thought you were going to tell us a little more, but that was a great movie, and uh, and and I've seen it a couple of times. I didn't realize that you worked on it, and I, in the middle of working on on that book and uh, and the movie, you had this going on. If this was uh, five years in the making, so uh, did, did you have to put this aside for a little while to to finish up what you were working on with? Oh the yeah. Thing? I, oh. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I put it. I put it completely aside. It's two separate issues. One is the homicide of, of uh, Jimmy Hoffa by the hitman Frank the Irishman Sheeran, the number one suspect in the FBI's list of suspects. That that's a separate issue, uh, unconnected to what what else Frank Sheeran knew, and he knew he knew one other detail. And he said to me the first time we met to talk, he said, um, I'm not going anywhere near Dallas. <laughs> and my first thought was, neither am I, pal. You know, I'll talk to you about the Hoffa disappearance till I'm blue in the face. But I have no interest in getting involved in something like that. And my wife said the same thing to me when I got home. My law partner said the same thing. And I didn't speak to Frank Sheeran again for eight and a half years. I had a particular... 
particular paralegal in my office who would handle his calls. I didn't even want to be seen anywhere near the man because the mafia doesn't mess around. And uh, so yeah. anyway, uh, I uncovered these two witnesses that were trashed by Earl Warren. And uh, and I rehabilitated them. One was the, the uh, housekeeper for Oswald's um, residence in Dallas. Uh, and the other was um, a reporter for, for one of the Dallas um, radio stations named Victor Robertson. And, and they had the case right there in, in the palm of their hands if they wanted it. But Warren didn't want it. He wanted it suppressed. Uh, now, why? Why would uh, why would Justice Warren want it suppressed? For the sake of his of his political friends, Dwight Eisenhower. I list. I I'm, now I can list them. I list all six of them in the in the very first chapter. These are the people that are, that are involved here. Earl Warren is number one, and I explain in a, in a paragraph what what he did. Uh, and um, Earl Warren, uh, the lawyer Melvin Belli from San Francisco, and I have a whole, a, a little short list of the people that I yeah. were part of the conspiracy and how and why I know it. Uh, I was in connection with the with the Hoffa book. I was asked by a by a, a producer on a radio show. Uh, in fact, it was a New York show. Uh, how many homicides did I actually handle? And I said, "Oh, I don't know. You know, it was just a way of life for me. It was every day. That's what I did for a living every day." And then on the way home on the subway, on the, when you could ride a subway back then, on the way home, I started counting them. And when I got to 56 homicides, I stopped counting. I stopped racking my brain. Yeah. But they came to me through the, 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 the victims, or the, the names of the victims of the, what I remembered, it, what, I, what I drew on. Charlie, uh, from, from your research... How should we look at Lee Harvey Oswald? Well, Lee Harvey Oswald told us, I'm a patsy. And he was. You don't what think he pulled the trigger? Sicily, what they call in Sicily, getting a nut. You know, I, I want to give you a little more than I've, I've given, because we're really close to being released yeah. <laughs> and so I'll give you a little bit a little bit more if you, if you have the time yeah please uh, okay uh, once uh, once I had it figured out I, I then had to figure it out the way I would figure it out if I were trying the case and, and I had a jury and so the jury was the audience the people reading my book and uh, when I left the attorney general's office as chief deputy in charge of homicides, I had four men on death row. In those days, it was a death penalty. This was, uh, you know, early 70s. And uh, they, they never carried it out, but uh, 
got sentenced to death. And I treated it the way I would treat. I treated all the material the way I would treat it if I were trying the case. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, thrilled to have Charles Brandt back. And we lost him for a little while and uh, just a bad connection there. But Suppressing the Truth in Dallas is the name of the book. And uh, full-fledged, it's uh, conspiracy cover-up and the international complications in the JFK assassination case. Charles Brandt is the author and a, uh, a, a longtime investigator, uh, police officer out of Dallas. And, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what, just uh, no one uh, is getting uh, more accolades than, than Charles is on this book. Um, you, you can get it real soon. But at this, uh, at this point, anybody who's gotten a, a sneak preview of it, is like, wow, this is the real deal. This is happening. Charles Brandt, welcome back. Thank you. Good well, to be here. Yeah. It, uh, with my fellow New Yorker. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. You grew up uh, in New York, and uh, how long did you live in New York? Well, uh, a long time. <laughs> you know, my uh, I went to Brooklyn Law School. Before that, I went to high school on, on, uh, on 15th Street, Stuyvesant High School was then on 15th Street, and uh, I was born in Staten Island, lived in Staten Island with my Italian family. Yeah. Brandt doesn't sound Italian, but... Uh, no, it's, uh, my father was uh, uh, Ger- German, Irish, and Dutch. He was American. Yeah. What, what the Italians call Medigan, yeah. <laughs> American. <laughs> well, and... Uh- but my grandparents, uh, Luigi and Rosa, were from Italy, and uh, my uh, oldest uncle was born in Italy. So I used to speak it. <laughs> yeah. What? When did you? Not, oh, oh, not to cut you off, but when did you get the the bug on uh, on JFK? Uh, when did you start really thinking about this case? I know you. Well, I got. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I I, I don't mind telling you. I, I I've been getting. Um, I I was working on a uh, on a medical legal issue for a guy named Frank the Irishman Sheeran, who we all knew as a, a suspect, prime suspect in the Hoffa disappearance. The New York Times knew it. The whole country knew it. <laughs> And since then, there's been some baloney that that, that um, uh, it, it kind of um, anyway it, it drifted over to the JFK assassination from the Hoffa assassination. And um, while I while I solved the Hoffa case, uh, I, I got the bug that Frank the Irishman Sheeran, the, the killer of Hoffa. Uh, knew more and 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 knew something about JFK assassination. And even though he knew something about it, I hadn't bargained for it when I signed on to represent him to get him out of jail because it wasn't something that I even had respect for. But little by little, uh, in in applying my homicide investigation tools. You know, I, I investigated or handled over 56 homicides as the chief of homicide for the state of Delaware. And the more I got into it, 
the more I realized that this is it. This is finally it. And uh, and that's that's the book you hold in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's amazing. And after, uh, well, it, it, you know what it is? The right guy started started looking at it. I asked you about Oswald. Let me ask you about another figure that we hear about, uh, Sam Giancano. And uh, does Sam Giancano appear at all in the sequence, or or was he just coincidental? No, no, he appears completely. He's involved. And it's it ends in an A, Giancana. Sam Giancana. He was the boss of Chicago. And, uh, you know, the, the, the territories were set up by Lucky Luciano. And it, my book explains a lot of stuff. Uh, interesting, exciting stuff. And it explains how Lucky Luciano got the idea for the commission. And uh, the bosses formed a commission just like a chairman of the, the chairman of the board he was the chairman of the of the mafia and um and 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 that story is also told by me in a book called uh we're going to win this thing and and that's a, that's how the uh, the mafia got started and how they got finished by a supervisory special agent for the FBI named uh, when the FBI knew what they were doing, uh, Linda Vecchio, Special Agent Linda Vecchio, go, we're going to win this thing. I also did a book with the, the true life, Donnie Brasco, uh, FBI agent. I'm not going to give you his name, but he was the he was the head of uh, the, the undercover operation. He was the undercover operation. He infiltrated the Bonanno family and uh, for six years and in the process we became lifelong friends so anyway my my bona fides are fabulous <laughs> well this is it's very exciting and uh, listen i i don't want to take up too much of your time here but we we need a longer time period that we could uh we could talk and uh and once the book's out uh give us do you have anything like social media charlie uh do you do you have websites uh people can follow along with what you're doing i i, I don't i i should i know that i feel right. guilty that i don't but i uh you're old school you know. You're old. I'm old school. I'm eighty. Yeah, <laughs> you know? eighty. Yeah. Well, listen. Uh, so, uh, you know, being eighty, you've uh, you've watched just about everything you could see on the uh, on, on the uh, the assassination and uh, every, everything else, uh, the investigations after it. Um, do you think this is it? I mean, you honestly believe that that you've solved this uh, and and again all three aspects right there's there's three parts of this and and again yeah. i don't want to I, I don't want to keep you but you got the oswald killing you, uh the kennedy killing and uh and and you know everything else that uh that comes along there um I, you know it, one one of the writers called it assassination weekend i don't know who, i forget who it was but i don't i don't want to take credit for it yeah but, but that's a good one but that's a good one. Assassination weekend. Yeah. I was teaching. I was teaching junior high English in in Queens at the time. <laughs> so I'm an old timer. Yeah. Well, listen. Just uh, amazing work on this. And again, um, we hope to uh, we hope to get you again. Uh, congrats on the book. Congrats on on your career. Um, the uh, you know your your past success. 
uh, best-selling author of I Heard You Paint Houses, which, of course, turned into The, uh, the, the Irishman. And, uh, look, anything else you want to leave us with, feel free. Um, we'll find you, and I'll give the spelling. It's Charles Brandt with a T at the end, so it's B-R-A-N-D-T. Guys, Correct. You'll, you'll be able to find a lot on Charles, do, do, especially as it goes. Do you have time for a do you have time for a quick anecdote? Yeah, I got I got as much time as you want. I don't want to hold you okay. up. Okay. No, 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 you're not. But um, the anecdote involves uh, how uh, central I was to homicide investigation in my jurisdiction. I was the boss of it. So I was sitting at home one day, and I got a call from one of the uh, guys I worked with. He was actually chief of the Wilmington, Delaware uh, homicide division as opposed to the whole state, which was what I was. His name is Stan Friedman. And Stan would call me every once in a while. And this is, I, I left the office in 76. So this is over these many years. Stan and his wife Alma and I would, would chat. And one day he called me, he was on his way to a reunion of, uh, of police, of Wilmington police, particularly the detective division. Which, which I was in charge of for homicides. And um, he said that, uh, I said to him, look, Stan, when you get to your reunion, if there are any people there from my era that I used that I handled, please say hi from Charlie. And I said, I was uh, chief from 71 to 76. He said, are you, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me you were only working with us on homicides for five years? I said, no, Stan, actually six years. He said, Jesus, Charlie, if I had to guess, I'd have guessed 20 years all this shit you did. <laughs> and that's my favorite law enforcement compliment. Yeah. Wow. The first book I had out in 1988, it was a novel based on uh, homicides I solved through interrogation. I used to teach interrogation. And um, it was called The Right to Remain Silent. And uh, th th those were cases, the, the, re the real ones, the real cases are very much like the, the, the ones in the book. And uh, I used Stan, Stan Friedman's uh, badge and ID number and all this stuff that he had I, I, he was walking down the hallway. I was saying, my publisher needs needs you to sign off on some stuff. So, since if you ever pick up, uh, I heard you paint houses. There's there's Stan stuff. Anyway, and we're still talking. You know, every. It's just you know, it, listen. It's it's wonderful to look back on a great career, but when it culminates into five years of work into a, a book that that could be game changing and two two books two books yeah well they're, they're two books but this I, we're talking here about suppressing the truth in dallas and that yeah. book i think is going to be uh is just going to be uh talked about from long after you and i are gone i think they'll be talking about this uh and we hope right we hope as the uh, we hope and, and i love what you said my agent frank wyman who handles a, a lot of uh true true fiction to um true crime. true crime uh he said to me this is those very words he said this book is going to be in print forever yeah no doubt about it 
Charlie Brandt, thank you very much for being here. Congrats on all your great work, and congrats on suppressing the truth in Dallas. Well, as my family would say, grazie, grazie. grazie. <laughs> suppressing the truth in Dallas, everyone. Get the book. You can pre-order it. Conspiracy, cover-up, and international complications in the JFK assassination case. Charles Brandt is the author, and he's been our guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a wonderful actor. And if, if you want to see it for yourself, watch Often Black and uh, watch for the role of Vic. And then right after that, watch Better Call Saul and Nacho Vargas, the role there. And you'll see how talented this man is. It is unbelievable. Everything he's in is just oh, thank you so much, absolutely man. terrific. That's so sweet, brother. That yeah. warms my heart. Thank you. Yeah, Michael Mando is our very special guest. And uh, thrilled to have you, Michael. How are you? Thank you. I'm so, so happy to, to, to be on the show. And, and I'm... I'm sorry if, uh, if uh, you know, I'm running a little late, and then uh, I'm happy we got to, to talk, and I'm all yours. So uh, whatever questions you got, I'd be very happy to answer them. Well, listen, thr- listen, thrilled to have you, and uh, your show's red hot, and uh, it's it's got to be a good feeling. Obviously, you've been on, on shows that have had cult followings and popularity, but I, nothing like this, right? I mean, this is a, f- a phenomenon at this point, and uh, I'll tell you what, your role— has uh, has become one of the fan favorites on the show. Did you expect that from the beginning, or did they expect that from the beginning? You know what? Thank you so much. And and I'll be honest with you. You know when we when we took it took over Breaking Bad and and did Better Call Saul, we were terrified. You know we were we had such huge shoes to fill, and we knew that there is no way that our first season was ever going to compare to, to the sixth season of Breaking Bad. So we said, you know what, we're going to think of it as the first season of Better Call Saul. It's a brand new show. We don't know where we're going, and that's fine. That's how it should be. And the writers kind of set it up so slowly, and I, I give so much credit to Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould for doing that. They didn't rush. They didn't try to, like, throw the, the kitchen sink at it. And um, I, I, now that we're at season five, you know, we're – one of those really rare and lucky shows that gets better every year. And I can tell you by far, this is our best season. I mean, we couldn't believe it as the actors of how good the scripts were and, and how much tension and anxiety we were getting just reading them and everything, all the storylines were paying off. And this is the year that, that, that everything kind of comes together. You know, all the Breaking Bad fans they, that wanted more Breaking Bad. Well, this is that year. And all the Better Call Saul fans who never watched Breaking Bad and were hoping to get this big Better Call Saul season, that's the year. This is really the year where both worlds collide. And, um, man, we're really lucky to have to have um, such great writers that pulled it off. 
And um, this has been the longest season that we've been shooting, the most expensive, the biggest, the most tiring, the most exhausting, and um, the most fulfilling. So I really can't wait for you guys to see it. Well, yeah, we can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm on pins and needles uh, with uh, with the show, and again, it's it's terrific, and it's so much different than Breaking Bad. Obviously, you, you're going to have the uh, uh, the connections there and everything else, but it is a different show. I mean, let's uh, let's face it; you guys have your own identity. But one of the things that I think is an advantage for you and the rest of the cast is everybody knows it's something special. A lot of times, somebody you know afterwards they say, you know, we didn't realize how special it was while it was going on. You you guys uh, shouldn't be surprised at this point by anything. I mean, you know that uh, that you know every time you get a script, people are waiting on it and uh, and bated breath and everything else. So I, I imagine that's a that's an experience all to itself that you guys as actors and the producers and everybody as it's going on, you, you realize uh, it it is something uh, unique and a, a different experience. So I, I guess you got a chance to enjoy it. I mean, I I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is is that the case, or is there just too much work involved to to sit back and enjoy it while it's going on? You know, it's it's funny. This is not the first time that 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 kind of theme came up today. I've been doing a couple of radio interviews, and I, I it brought me back to an anecdote that I said earlier. You know. Um, Mike Ehrmantraut, the character that plays Mike Ehrmantraut, yeah. is played by an actor called Jonathan Banks, a wonderful veteran actor. You know, been nominated for, I think, like five, six Emmys, and, um, you know, been around forever, and, and great friend of mine, dear friend of mine. And I'll never forget it. We were shooting in season two, and we had just, uh, the director had just called cut and was ready to move on after my coverage because he was happy with what we did. And he took me aside and he said, Michael, let me tell you something. Because I've been doing this a long time, and you're very talented. You know, you've got you've got that actor gene. The director thinks it, the writers think it, the producer thinks it, the network thinks it, or else they wouldn't have hired you from Canada. But you don't think it. And I can promise you, and I can guarantee you, that you will never have a um, a full night's sleep until you believe that you're good. And until you start enjoying it, and um, and that really had a huge impact on me. And I realized, you know what, y- you've got to take pleasure in what you're doing, or else you you won't last till you're you won't be able to do it with so much love until when in your seventies. And that's advice I took to heart. So to answer your question, I think you have to remind yourself to enjoy it. You know, for us. You know, for me especially, I, 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 I feel very responsible and I, I, I give everything I've got to it. And sometimes um, you forget you forget to just sit back and say, man, I'm, I'm really lucky to be here. Because all you're thinking is, that was a mistake. I should have done this. I should have done that. Next time I'm going to do this, you write it down and you want to improve. And then you want to be better next year and you want to improve. And, you wanna, and all you're thinking about is, how do I top myself? How do I dive deeper? How do I become truer? How do I... How do I speak a, a more profound truth, you know? And you forget to enjoy it. So I think that's something you have to constantly remind yourself. And, and I think it's very important. So you just reminded me to enjoy this interview, and I, 
And I'm glad you did because I, I really am at this point. Thank you. Well, listen, I, I know you're on the run and we appreciate your time here. Let me get a, a social media site or a, uh, a website if, if you uh, can point us to where people can follow along with what you have going on. I also know the Hummingbird Project will be coming out soon and people can see you in that. And, uh, and that's supposed to be yeah. terrific as well. Give us a website. Thank you. Yeah, you can go on my Instagram, um, Michael Mando, and I, I, I'm gonna have to. I, I, I like to update a lot of behind the scenes of the new season, and interact with the fans on on Instagram. And if you don't have Instagram, then I there's also a Twitter and a Facebook account. And um, you know, I'd like to be pretty responsive uh, to the fans and 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 um, show them that I appreciate their support, but also more than that, to give them an insight. And hopefully, you know, answer some of their questions and, and help them out with my experience if I can. Well, listen, thanks for being here, and congratulations on all the success. You deserve it. You're a thank terrific you, talent. Terrific thank talent. You. You, thank you. You're so sweet, my friend. It's such a pleasure speaking to you. Same here. And to everyone out there, Michael Mando has been our very special guest, a terrific actor. And you've seen him in Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, often black. Uh, he plays the role of Vic, and he's terrific in that, but... Uh, Nacho Varga is his signature role at this point, and it's from Better Call Saul, and uh, he's absolutely terrific in it. I mean, uh, it's there's some gripping scenes. I, I look forward to the scenes with Michael Mando. Uh, there's parts of the show that I don't that I don't look forward to, quite frankly. I mean, just like in, in Breaking Bad, I was never uh, uh, thrilled with the, the Skylar White character and I know she did a terrific job acting in that I certainly don't want to disparage her but uh, if you want to see and, and I know it's a different subject but if you, you want to see hatred for a character just google Skylar White and that was Walter White's uh, wife on Breaking Bad and it was uh, it was a uh, you know it, it's a hate fest out there on the internet about Skylar White and I personally I was never crazy about anything that she was uh, alone in not that she wasn't a terrific actress it was just parts of uh, where Vince Gilligan went with it and the writers different writers on, on the show went with um, Breaking Bad that I, I I wasn't crazy about the theme but one of the uh, the the areas that I absolutely am glued to better call Saul on is is anything that Michael Mando's and and he he plays Nacho Varga and you know he's involved with the good, uh, the drug trade and um, as as you can imagine and uh, he plays a tough guy but a smart tough guy uh, he's terrific I mean he is a, a an honest to goodness terrific actor and I don't know what is uh, what's in the future for him, but I, I guess anything he wants at this point, he'll get a chance to write his own ticket. And I was thrilled to have him here. Uh, he apologized early on for for being late. He, uh, you know, he's scrambling. He's a hot commodity, as as everyone on that show is. And I, you know, I had absolutely no problem with that. Thrilled to have him. And it sounds like a very gracious guy and a humble guy. But uh, again, look for big things with Michael uh, Mando. And he is absolutely terrific. Uh, check out also uh, Orphan Black. He's in that, and he plays Vic, and uh, he does a terrific, he, great actor. Really, the guy is a fantastic actor. And uh, check him out in The Hummingbird Project. And Michael Mando, once again, has been our very special guest. Um, check out the new season of of Better Call Saul, and again, it's the follow-up or the prequel, I should say, to Breaking Bad, 
And uh, yeah, it's terrific. I mean, uh, you know, the other, the Michael McKeon, as as much as I like him as an actor, I don't necessarily look forward to all of, uh, you know, all of the segments uh, in the earlier uh, seasons uh, with him in it. You know, and I, I, I was never crazy about that uh, that storyline, even though it was good and important and so forth. I, I just it just wasn't for me. And you know, again, uh, but everything that Michael Mando was in is absolutely. Especially in Better Call Saul, it's absolutely it's must watch. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Michael Mando, a wonderful actor from Better Call Saul, has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than fifty percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a terrific actor. And he's just got a tremendous range. I've always said this about Michael Mosley. And uh, tonight, you could see him in uh, in a thriller, sci-fi thriller from Fox called Next. And he's playing opposite of John Slattery from Mad Men. You've seen his work. You've seen Michael's work in, in Castle, Ozark, Scrubs. Everybody loves him in Scrubs. I, I thought he was terrific in Longmire and, and Pan Am. I, I think that was very underrated with Margot Robbie. Uh, he was terrific, and she was terrific in that. Uh, Sirens. Uh, he's absolutely terrific. Lots of range. Thrilled to have him. Michael Mosley, how are you? I'm good, Frank. How are you today? I, I'm doing well, and uh, I, you know, an unusual time for actors and actresses and filmmakers and everything else. But uh, you must be thrilled to have have something fresh out, something new out. I am. I am. I'm excited. Uh, we we actually, um, you know, we were lucky enough. We shot in Chicago, and we wrapped in like March, and uh, like towards the end of March, it was right at the beginning of you know, all this craziness. And uh, we were lucky enough to rap. And then they sent us on a plane. And, uh, we, you know, when I went back, I came back to LA, my home. And then, um, you know, and then they benched us. Like, they benched the world, I mean, basically. So, yeah, it was nice to, to do a job just before we all had to sit on our butts for six months or whatever it is. When you rapped, did you, at the time of rapping, did you have any idea that it was going to be like this or did you have a hint of it? Um, what, what was the attitude towards rapping? Was it like, oh, thank God we rapped this before or you just didn't know it was going to happen? I mean, we just, no, we just rapped because it was, you know, the, you know, we'd, we'd torn out the final page of, of all the scripts. You know, we'd, 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 we had done it. We had shot our show. And so, um, no, I mean, I didn't have any idea what, this thing was going to look like or what it was. And I don't think anybody did. I mean, it was, did you, I mean, it was, no, you know, yeah, it's, it's been a a surreal year, man. It's been wild. It it really has. And you you know, so often for, for actors and I speak to actors every day, right. And uh, actresses every day. And, you know, some some folks, you know, that are at the beginning of their career and they don't have the credits yet, 
I, it, you know, they they come to this this halt, and obviously we're worried about people and the and the death and the uh, and the illness and everything there. But when you think about it from a professional standpoint, a lot of people got got slammed with this. But I imagine a guy like you. I mean, you got you got these tremendous credits. Uh, there's, you probably had some feelings like, hey, you know, I'll get a little bit of time off. I'll get to spend some time with the family and friends and uh, spend some time at home. Uh, what was it like for you? I mean, was it a uh, it was was it a little bit of a break? Yeah, it was definitely a break. I mean, I, I wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody, I think everybody's been I was talking to my buddy last night who's a, owns a barbershop. My one of my best friends from childhood who owns a barbershop in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and you know, everybody's gotten kicked in the butt with this thing, you know, whether, you know, whether you're in my business or like my buddy who's the barber or whatever, everybody was, so it wasn't, it's not anything that I welcomed. I wasn't happy to take a break at all. Um, but there was a little bit of an existential kind of, um, kind of uh, like what the hell's going on, you know, as, with regards to like, I mean, I know we've got a captive audience now because people are, are on their couches and they're looking for content, but um, but there's also like movie theaters, you know, like like when are we gonna have those back or um, or, or just theater theaters like plays, you know, like New York and Broadway and, you know, I, I don't know when that stuff's gonna come back yeah. necessarily. So that's kind of weird and sad and bizarre. And um, yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't anything I would like welcomed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, listen, it's uh, it, it's it's nice to see something coming back. Let's talk about next. And uh, yeah. you and John Slattery, I mean, you, two, of, two of the best out there and and both of you have a tremendous amount of range. Uh, this is it's going to be interesting to see you guys working together. Is it the first time you worked with John? Yeah. Yeah, it is the first time I worked with John. And he's he's awesome. He's um he's hilarious he's uh yeah I, I definitely count him as a friend now he he uh yeah he's just he, and then this, this this character he plays on next i mean he's kind of he's just really good at being like like um you know really smart really quick and a little bit of, you know and really funny but not, i don't know if i can say this but kind of a little bit of an asshole also <laughs> you know what i mean like he's just like right down the middle he's just like uh he's 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 a really fun fun actor and uh, and and he plays this guy, uh, LeBlanc on this show and he's uh, we're just really lucky to have him as our quarterback on this thing. Yeah, is this something when you looked at the script that you got excited about? Is it something that when you looked at it you didn't know how it would turn out? And and let me ask you how how much different is it from when you first read that script to to now to final production? Uh. Yeah, I mean, when I read it, I, I I hadn't read anything like it. I mean, you know, um, a, a lot of scripts you get, you know, a lot of, you know, TV can be hit or miss. Obviously, you know, that's the game. It's all a casino, you know. Um, this one, I thought, um, I thought it really had a shot because it was unique, and um, and it's serialized, and every episode is like a total cliffhanger, and it just cooks. It really, it really moves fast. Um, as far as like, is it different from, you know, I, I, you know, it's, I can't remember if it's how much different it is from when we shot it to what it is now. I mean, things, you know, my line of work when, you know, from page to production to when they call cut to when they finally edit the thing. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff evolved so much over time. 
Well, we're looking forward to next tonight. Uh, how fluid is the rest of your year? Is it is it as um, up in the air as uh, everyone else, uh, or do you have like a solid schedule? Is it is it semi-solid? Uh, is it just completely fluid? I well, I, I actually I'm going to shoot. I'm going to go. I'll be. On, I'm shooting a short starting today uh, out in Malibu. That sounds so bougie. Forgive me, not <laughs> Malibu. That's but, all right. Uh, but I am. We're going out to. The, I'm going out to the beach today, and I'm gonna shoot a short today, and that'll be my first time on set since all this stuff happened. I've been I've been on the bench for six months or whatever, like a lot of folks, and so I'm excited to go out. You know, we're doing COVID tests. Uh, I did one. I think I gotta do. I'm gonna do one when I get to set today. I did one like two days ago and two days before that, and they're taking everybody's temperature. Make sure everybody's safe. We're outside, so um, yeah, it's just a it's a new norm. Uh, but I'm excited to get back to work. So we're yeah, exci- we're excited to see you tonight, and uh, and everyone's uh, you know I think looking forward to this. You and John together on the screen should be very interesting. Michael, give us a website or a social media site where people could follow along with what you're doing. Mm, you know what, my publicists are always. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Just, just go, at, we'll Google you. We'll Google you. I'm Mike. at Mike Mosley on Twitter, I K E M O S L E Y, and then I think I'm Michael Mosley on Instagram. I'm pretty sure I'm clicking what? it on my phone right Listen, now. It's a good sign. <laughs> it's a good sign that you're too busy to do social media, right? So that's a that's a that's a nice sign. Hey, listen, I've lo- loved your work uh, over the years. Congratulations Thanks, on a Mike. wonderful career and still going strong. Congratulations on next. And uh, hope to see you. Thanks for being here. All right. Take care. Michael Mosley, everyone. And again, you know his work from so many things. And when I say he's got range, I mean, you know, go from Scrubs to Longmire to Next tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing that. He's terrific. Everything that he's in, I think he's just terrific. And once again, if you get a chance to check out Pan Am, I I think it's underrated. There's uh, only a couple of... Uh, episodes, but uh, he boy, he was terrific. Pan Am, yeah, that was uh, um, yeah. There's this uh, this actress named Margot Robbie was on that show. She's this, uh, um, you know. I just I hope she gets a break one of these days. She's really good. <laughs> she's got a lot of she's got a lot of potential. I just hope one of these days, yeah, you know, she can really get her foot in the door. You yeah, know? you too. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys have done pretty well for yourselves, Michael Mosley. <laughs> uh, thanks again, and and listen, be safe, and uh, and and it's uh, I know next is going to be a big hit. Thanks, Frank. And again, as I was saying, I, uh, Castle, Ozark, um, Sirens. I mean, he's got well, he's got a really very very good resume. Uh, Scrubs. I, I'll tell you, that was one of those shows where uh, where you kind of follow along with what everyone else has done. It, it really had an amazing cast, and we've had some of the guys uh, here on the and guys and gals, I should say, uh, from that show here. And they, oh, I always get a lot of text when text and emails and calls and uh, different things when uh, when I uh, when I have anybody from Scrubs on, and that's an indication that it was a very popular show. Anything like that, you know, uh, Breaking Bad, uh, you know, has its following, but Scrubs has this has this really strange. Um, cult following, and it's just uh, it's, it's been uh, it, you know it's it's lasted, and it has legs, as they say. Anyway, uh, John Slattery, uh, you may know him as uh, as Roger in Mad Men, and he was terrific in that. And uh, you know, until and, and until you see him in Ma- Mad Men, or until I saw him in Mad Men, uh, you didn't realize what 
kind of career slatter he had and uh, terrific and, and what kind of talent he has he's a really terrific wonderful actor and the two of these guys together michael mosley and john slattery i don't know who else is in in next but it's a sci-fi filler from fox uh thriller from fox and uh you know it's uh it's going to be interesting to see those two guys once again together check out michael mosley check out his imdb uh, i don't know about his social media he didn't know about his social media it doesn't you know he doesn't put uh, much time into that which is uh, eh, right it's a good sign to each his own uh, everyone i i slack off on it myself but uh, anyway michael mosley has been our very special guest wonderful actor check him out on next on fox a sci-fi thriller from fox uh, Frank McKay signing off. Michael Mosley, once again, has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.